Do you have a Polish surname in your family tree? If you do, you will almost certainly recognize it, as Polish surnames look unlike any other surnames in the world. Knowing their meaning can tell you much about your medieval Polish ancestors. Join me today on the Ancestral Findings Podcast, and I'll talk about Polish surnames. If you have a Polish surname in your family tree, you probably know it at a glance. Surnames that end in Ski, Oz, Wix, or are otherwise unpronounceable in appearance to native English speakers, well, it's probably Polish. There are some really odd and interesting Polish surnames. You might even find something like, let's see if I can pronounce this, Berzeksi Zeksi Kajkwitz. Uh, yes, that's an actual Polish surname. Or possibly an even crazier looking surname in your Polish family tree. You will almost certainly be able to identify it on site as being Polish. As with other surnames in Europe, your Polish surname can tell you a lot about your ancient or medieval family members and the original ancestor who took on that name. Here is what you need to know about Polish surnames. The first thing you should know is that quite a few Polish surnames are based on the names of Catholic saints. This is because Poland is and was a predominantly Catholic country that is proud of its Catholic history. Surnames based on highly admired Polish kings are also common. You will find Catholic saint and king names in first and surnames in Poland. Some of the most common are Stanek and Staszek after St. Stanislaw, Wojtek after St. Albert, one of the patron saints of Poland, Bolek after King Boleslaw, a 10th century Polish king, and Wladek after King Władysław, a 14th century Polish king. However, saint and king surnames are not the most common surname types in Poland. That honor goes to from names, meaning they designate where the original person who bore a name was from. As with other places in Europe, when surnames began being adopted in Poland in the Middle Ages, people were moving from their ancestral homes in larger numbers than in centuries in search of more land and better economic opportunities. They distinguished themselves from people of the same first name in their new homes by adopting surnames indicating where they were originally from, so others could identify them and establish trust by knowing their place of origin. Any Polish surname that ends in ski means from. As an example, a person who was originally from Krakow might take on the surname Krakowski, and someone from Tarnow would take on the surname Tarnowski. Females in Poland often have their surname feminized. The feminine form of a ski last name is ska, so Krakowska and Tarnowska. Interestingly, the ski surnames were originally reserved for nobility, as most of them were recognized by other nobles and peasants alike, by the land or territory they owned or controlled. A nobleman from Krakow would use Krakowski as his surname, and his wife would use Krakowska. But Poland, being Poland, there are exceptions to this ski rule. Not every ski surname is a from surname. 
though that is the way they originated. It took a long time for peasants in Poland to begin adopting surnames. While the people of Poland adopted surnames across all classes gradually from the Middle Ages, not everyone in Poland had a surname until the 19th century. When the last Polish people began taking on surnames, they often adopted the popular and noble-sounding ski surname, only they did not attach it to the name of a town. Instead, they added it to their father's first name or to their occupation. This is why Kowalski is one of the most common surnames in Poland today. But there is no town called Kowal there. In Polish, Kowal means smith, which was, like most other European countries, a very common occupation up until the 19th century. You might also find people with the surname Pikarski, after the Polish word for baker. Pikars. Technically, these surnames translate to of the smith and of the baker, because ski means from or of a place or thing. People in Poland also took their surnames from personality traits or unique features of their physical appearances, or had these surnames bestowed on them by others. Lisowski is an example of this, as lis means fox. Lizowski, as such, means of the fox, and denotes a person who was sly or crafty, or possibly wise or good at business. If your Polish surname ending in ski denotes a place in Poland, you probably have noble Polish ancestry. If it refers to an occupation or character trait, you may not have a noble Polish line, but you now know a lot more about your ancient Polish ancestor who originally took on the surname. Just as with other places in the world, Poland also has patronymic surnames, surnames based on the name of the bearer's father. Surnames ending in Awix, Sizix, Sizik, and Iwix, and Wix are all patronymic Polish surnames. Each one translates to son of, while these names usually begin with someone's first name, such as Adamsik, which means son of Adam, they can also denote the child of someone of a certain profession, such as Koalowicz, which means son of the smith. Just look at the first part of the surname. If it is the first name, you've got a son of referring to a particular person, who is also your ancestor. If it is a son of the occupation, then you know what occupation your ancient medieval Polish ancestor used to make his living. There are also diminutive surnames in Poland. These are surnames that end in yik or iek. These names are essentially pet names, used to refer to a person by those who originally knew them. And then those names stuck and became family surnames. Names like Sismaniak means Little Simon as an example. Occasionally you will come across a Polish surname that doesn't fit any of these descriptions. People did get creative with their surnames when they were first being adopted. As an example, the most common surname in modern-day Poland is Nowak, which is a derivative of the word Noah, which means new. Nowak, therefore, translates to the new one and probably denotes someone who was new in town. It won't tell you what town that ancestor was originally from, 
but it will tell you they moved somewhere new at some point during the time surnames were first being adopted. This fascinating person was an African-American formerly enslaved by the Van Loo family in Virginia who went on to be freed and to work closely with the abolitionist daughter of that family as a spy for the Union in the Civil War. Join me the next time to learn more about this extraordinary story. Thanks for joining me today. I'll see you next time on the Ancestral Findings Podcast. And for further info, you can visit us at AncestralFindings.com.